Genesis chapter 9. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, and said to them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the earth. Every living creature on the earth, and every bird of the sky, will be terrified of you. Everything that creeps on the ground, and all the fish of the sea, are under your authority. You may eat any moving thing that lives. As I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. But you must not eat meat with its life, that is, its blood, in it. For your lifeblood I will surely exact punishment. From every living creature I will exact punishment. From each person I will exact punishment for the life of the individual, since the man was his relative. Whoever sheds human blood by other humans must his blood be shed. For in God's image God has made humankind. But as for you, be fruitful and multiply. Increase abundantly on the earth and multiply on it. God said to Noah and his sons, Look, I now confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you and with every living creature that is with you, including the birds, the domestic animals, and every living creature on the earth with you, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on the earth. I confirm my covenant with you. Never again will all living things be wiped out by the waters of a flood. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. And God said, This is the guarantee of the covenant I am making with you, and every living creature with you, a covenant for all subsequent generations. I will place my rainbow in the clouds, and it will become a guarantee of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth, and the rainbow appears in the clouds, then I will remember my covenant with you, and with all living creatures of all kinds. Never again will the waters become a flood and destroy all living things. When the rainbow is in the clouds, I will notice it and remember the perpetual covenant between God and all living creatures of all kinds that are on the earth. So God said to Noah, This is the guarantee of the covenant that I am confirming between me and all living things that are on the earth. The sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now Ham was the father of Canaan. These were the three sons of Noah, and from them the whole earth was populated. Noah, a man of the soil, began to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of the wine, he got drunk and uncovered himself inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father's nakedness and told his two brothers who were outside. Shem and Japheth took the garment and placed it on their shoulders Then they walked in backwards and covered up their father's nakedness. Their faces were turned the other way, so they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his drunken stupor, he learned what his youngest son had done to him. So he said, Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of slaves he will be to his brothers. He also said, Worthy of praise is the Lord, the God of Shem. May Canaan be the slave of Shem. May God enlarge Japheth's territory and numbers. May he live in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be the slave of Japheth. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. The entire lifetime of Noah was 950 years, and then he died. Genesis chapter 10 This is the account of Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. 
Sons were born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tyrus. The sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Riphath, and Togarmah. The sons of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, the Kittim, and the Dodanim. From the coastlands of the nations were separated into their lands every one according to its language, according to their families by the nations. The sons of Ham were Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush were Seba, Havilah, Sabta, Reama, and Sabteca. The sons of Reama were Sheba and Dedan. Cush was the father of Nimrod. He began to be a valiant warrior on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. That is why it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. The primary regions of his kingdom were Babel, Erech, Akkad, and Kalna, in the land of Shinar. From that land he went to Assyria, where he built Nineveh, Rehobathir, Kela, and Resen, which is between Nineveh and the great city Kela. Mizraim was the father of the Ludites, Anamites, Lehabites, Naphtahites, Pathrusites, Caslahites, from whom the Philistines came, and the Kaphtarites. Canaan was the father of Sidon, his firstborn Heth, the Jebusites, Amorites, Girgashites, Hivites, Archites, Sinites, Arvidites, Zemorites, and Hamathites. Eventually, the families of the Canaanites were scattered, and the borders of Canaan extended from Sidon all the way to Gerar, as far as Gaza, and all the way to Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zeboim, as far as Laisha. These are the sons of Ham, according to their families, according to their languages, by their lands, and by their nations. And sons were also born to Shem, the older brother of Japheth, the father of all the sons of Eber. The sons of Shem were Elam, Asur, Arphaxad, Lud, and Aram. The sons of Aram were Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Arphaxad was the father of Shelah, and Shelah was the father of Eber. Two sons were born to Eber. One was named Peleg, because in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan was the father of Almodad, Shelif, Hazermaveth, Jira, Hedorim, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abimael, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan. Their dwelling place was from Misha all the way to Sephar in the eastern hills. These are the sons of Shem according to their families, according to their languages, by their lands, and according to their nations. These are the families of the sons of Noah, according to their genealogies, by their nations. And from these, the nations spread over the earth after the flood. Genesis chapter 11. The whole earth had a common language and a common vocabulary. When the people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. Then they said to one another, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick instead of stone and tar instead of mortar. Then they said, Come, let's build ourselves a city 
and a tower with its top in the heavens, so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered across the face of the entire earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the people had started building. And the Lord said, If as one people, all sharing a common language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be beyond them. Come, let's go down and confuse their language, so they won't be able to understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there across the face of the entire earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the entire world, and from there the Lord scattered them across the face of the entire earth. This is the account of Shem. Shem was 100 years old when he became the father of Arphaxad, two years after the flood. And after becoming the father of Arphaxad, Shem lived 500 years and had other sons and daughters. When Arphaxad had lived 35 years, he became the father of Shelah. And after he had become the father of Shelah, Arphaxad lived 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Shelah had lived 30 years, he became the father of Eber. And after he became the father of Eber, Shelah lived 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Eber had lived 34 years, he became the father of Peleg. And after he became the father of Peleg, Eber lived 430 years and had other sons and daughters. When Peleg had lived 30 years, he became the father of Riu. And after he became the father of Riu, Peleg lived 209 years and had other sons and daughters. When Ryu had lived 32 years, he became the father of Sirug. And after he became the father of Sirug, Ryu lived 207 years and had other sons and daughters. When Sirug had lived 30 years, he became the father of Nahor. And after he became the father of Nahor, Sirug lived 200 years and had other sons and daughters. When Nahor had lived 29 years, he became the father of Terah. And after he became the father of Terah, Nahor lived 119 years and had other sons and daughters. When Terah had lived 70 years, he became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. This is the account of Terah. Terah became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran became the father of Lot. Haran died in the land of his birth in Ur of the Chaldeans, while his father Terah was still alive. And Abram and Nahor took wives for themselves. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah, and she was the daughter of Haran, who was the father of both Milcah and Iscah. But Sarai was barren. She had no children. Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abram's wife. And with them he set out from Ur of the Chaldees to go to Canaan. When they came to Haran, they settled there. The lifetime of Terah was 205 years, and he died in Haran. Genesis chapter 12 Now the Lord said to Abram, Go out from your country, your relatives, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. Then I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, so that you will exemplify divine blessing. I will bless those who bless you. 
But the one who treats you lightly I must curse, so that all the families of the earth may receive blessing through you. So Abram left, just as the Lord had told him to do, and Lot went with him. Now Abram was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they left for the land of Canaan. They entered the land of Canaan. Abram traveled through the land as far as the oak tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. So Abram built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. Then he moved from there to the hill country east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and worshipped the Lord. Abram continually journeyed by stages down to the Negev. There was a famine in the land, so Abram went down to Egypt to stay for a while because the famine was severe. As he approached Egypt, he said to his wife Sarai, Look, I know that you are a beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. Then they will kill me, but will keep you alive. So tell them you are my sister, so that it may go well for me because of you, and my life will be spared on account of you. When Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. When Pharaoh's officials saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh. So Abram's wife was taken into the household of Pharaoh, and he did treat Abram well on account of her. Abram received sheep and cattle, male donkeys, male servants, female servants, female donkeys, and camels. But the Lord struck Pharaoh and his household with severe diseases because of Sarai, Abram's wife. So Pharaoh summoned Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister, so that I took her to be my wife? Now, here is your wife. Take her and go. Pharaoh gave his men orders about Abram, and so they expelled him, along with his wife and all his possessions. Genesis chapter 13 So Abram went up from Egypt into the Negev. He took his wife and all his possessions with him, as well as Lot. Now Abram was very wealthy in livestock, silver, and gold. And he journeyed from place to place, from the Negev as far as Bethel. He returned to the place where he had pitched his tent at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai. This was the place where he had first built the altar. And there Abram worshipped the Lord. Now Lot, who was traveling with Abram, also had flocks, herds, and tents. But the land could not support them while they were living side by side. Because their possessions were so great, they were not able to live alongside one another. So there were quarrels between Abram's herdsmen and Lot's herdsmen. Now the Canaanites and the Perizzites were living in the land at that time. Abram said to Lot, Let there be no quarreling between me and you, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are close relatives. Is not the whole land before you? Separate yourself now from me. If you go to the left, then I'll go to the right. But if you go to the right, then I'll go to the left. Lot looked up and saw the whole region of the Jordan. 
he noticed that all of it was well watered. This was before the Lord obliterated Sodom and Gomorrah. Like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, all the way to Zoar. Lot chose for himself the whole region of the Jordan and traveled toward the east. So the relatives separated from each other. Abram settled in the land of Canaan, but Lot settled among the cities of the Jordan plain and pitched his tents next to Sodom. Now, the people of Sodom were extremely wicked rebels against the Lord. After Lot had departed, the Lord said to Abram, Look, from the place where you stand to the north, south, east, and west, I will give all the land that you see to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone is able to count the dust of the earth, then your descendants can also be counted. Get up and walk throughout the land, for I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tents and went to live by the oaks of Mamre in Hebron, and he built an altar to the Lord there. Genesis chapter 14. At that time, Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elisar, Kedorlaomer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of nations, went to war against Bera, king of Sodom, Birsha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemeber, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. These last five kings joined forces in the valley of Sidim, that is, the Salt Sea. For twelve years they had served Kedorlaomer, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Kedorlaomer and the kings who were his allies came and defeated the Rephaites in Ashtaroth Carnaim, the Zuzaites in Ham, the Emites in Shava Kiriathaim, and the Horites in their hill country of Seir, as far as El Paran, which is near the desert. Then they attacked and Mishpat, that is, Kadesh, again, and they conquered all the territory of the Amalekites, as well as the Amorites, who were living in Hazazon Tamar. Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar, went out and prepared for battle. In the valley of Sidim they met. Kedorlaomer, king of Elam, Tidal, king of nations, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Elisar. Four kings fought against five. Now the valley of Sidim was full of tar pits. When the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, they fell into them, but some survivors fled to the hills. The four victorious kings took all the possessions and food of Sodom and Gomorrah and left. They also took Abram's nephew, Lot, and his possessions when they left, for Lot was living in Sodom. A fugitive came and told Abram the Hebrew, now Abram was living by the oaks of Mamre the Amorite, the brother of Eshcol and Anar. All these were allied by treaty with Abram. When Abram heard that his nephew had been taken captive, he mobilized his 318 trained men who had been born in his household, and he pursued the invaders as far as Dan. Then, during the night, Abram divided his forces against them and defeated them. He chased them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. He retrieved all the stolen property. He also brought back his nephew Lot and his possessions, as well as the women and the rest of the people. After Abram returned from defeating Kedorlaomer and the kings who were with him, 
the king of Sodom went out to meet Abram in the valley of Sheva, known as the king's valley. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Now he was the priest of the Most High God. He blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by the Most High God, creator of heaven and earth. Worthy of praise is the Most High God, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of everything. Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people and take the possessions for yourself. But Abram replied to the king of Sodom, I raise my hand to the Lord, the Most High God, creator of heaven and earth, and vow that I will take nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or the strap of a sandal. That way you can never say, It is I who made Abram rich. I will take nothing except compensation for what the young men have eaten. As for the share of the men who went with me, Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre, let them take their share. Genesis chapter 15. After these things, the Lord's message came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram. I am your shield and the one who will reward you in great abundance. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, what will you give me since I continue to be childless and my heir is Eleazar of Damascus? Abram added, Since you have not given me a descendant, then look, one born in my house will be my heir. But look, the Lord's message came to him. This man will not be your heir, but instead a son who comes from your own body will be your heir. The Lord took him outside and says, Gaze into the sky and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So will your descendants be. Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord credited it as righteousness to him. The Lord said to him, I am the Lord, who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, by what can I know that I am to possess it? The Lord said to him, Take for me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. So Abram took all these for him and then cut them in two and placed each half opposite the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. When birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. When the sun went down, Abram fell sound asleep, and great terror overwhelmed him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign country. They will be enslaved and oppressed for four hundred years. But I will execute judgment on the nation that they will serve. Afterward, they will come out with many possessions. But as for you, you will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will return here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its limit. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, a smoking firepot with a flaming torch passed between the animal parts. That day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. To your descendants I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates River, the land of the Kenites, Kenizzites, Cadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephaites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, 
and Jebusites. Genesis chapter 16 Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not given birth to any children, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abraham, Since the Lord has prevented me from having children, please sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have a family by her. Abram did what Sarai told him. So after Abram had lived in Canaan for ten years, Sarai, Abram's wife, gave Hagar, her Egyptian servant, to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar, and she became pregnant. Once Hagar realized she was pregnant, she despised Sarai. Then Sarai said to Abram, You have brought this wrong on me. I gave my servant into your embrace. But when she realized that she was pregnant, she despised me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Abram said to Sarai, Since your servant is under your authority, do to her whatever you think best. Then Sarai treated Hagar harshly, so she ran away from Sarai. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring that is along the road to Shur. He said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from, and where are you going? She replied, I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress, and submit to her authority. I will greatly multiply your descendants, the angel of the Lord added, so that they will be too numerous to count. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, You are now pregnant, and are about to give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard your painful groans. He will be a wild donkey of a man. He will be hostile to everyone, and everyone will be hostile to him. He will live away from his brothers. So Hagar named the Lord who spoke to her, You are the God who sees me. For she said, Here I have seen one who sees me. That is why the well was called Beer Lahai Roy. It is located between Kadesh and Barad. So Hagar gave birth to Abram's son, whom Abram named Ishmael. Now Abram was 86 years old when Hagar gave birth to Ishmael. Genesis chapter 17 When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the sovereign God. Walk before me and be blameless. Then I will confirm my covenant between me and you, and I will give you a multitude of descendants. Abram bowed down with his face to the ground, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer will your name be Abram. Instead, your name will be Abraham, because I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will descend from you. I will confirm my covenant as a perpetual covenant between me and you. It will extend to your descendants after you throughout their generations. I will be your God and the God of your descendants after you. I will give the whole land of Canaan, the land where you are now residing, 
to you and your descendants after you as a permanent possession. I will be their God. Then God said to Abraham, As for you, you must keep the covenantal requirement I am imposing on you and your descendants after you throughout their generations. This is my requirement that you and your descendants after you must keep. Every male among you must be circumcised. You must circumcise the flesh of your foreskins. This will be a reminder of the covenant between me and you. Throughout your generations, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised, whether born in your house or bought with money from any foreigner who is not one of your descendants. They must indeed be circumcised, whether born in your house or bought with money. The sign of my covenant will be visible in your flesh as a permanent reminder. Any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin will be cut off from his people. He has failed to carry out my requirement. Then God said to Abraham, As for your wife, you must no longer call her Sarai. Sarah will be her name. I will bless her and will give you a son through her. I will bless her and she will become a mother of nations. Kings of countries will come from her. Then Abraham bowed down with his face to the ground and laughed as he said to himself, Can a son be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Can Sarah bear a child at the age of ninety? Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. God said, No. Sarah, your wife, is going to bear you a son, and you will name him Isaac. I will confirm my covenant with him as a perpetual covenant for his descendants after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will indeed bless him, make him fruitful, and give him a multitude of descendants. He will become the father of twelve princes. I will make him into a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this set time next year. When he finished speaking with Abraham, God went up from him. Abraham took his son Ishmael and every male in his household, whether born in his house or bought with money, and circumcised them on that very same day, just as God had told him to do. Now Abraham was ninety-nine years old when he was circumcised. His son Ishmael was thirteen years old when he was circumcised. Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised on the very same day. All the men of his household, whether born in his household or bought with money from a foreigner, were circumcised with him.